because of course when you have any health issue you, you question god every once in a while like what are you doing <laughs> i don't understand but um his ways he knows better than we do you don't even have to have a faith that's strong you have to have just a faith as small as a mustard seed And thank you so much for joining us for the Run the Race podcast. As you're listening to this, it is uh, just a few days away from Christmas. Uh, It is my favorite holiday, celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. And uh, I guess we don't technically know exactly when he was born, but uh, around this time. So it's always good to celebrate uh, the only perfect person ever in the world. And uh, so I know you have a lot of you know, things you're doing, busy times, maybe doing some last minute holiday shopping or something else. So I appreciate you choosing to uh, listen to this podcast. And if you want to listen to past ones or write a review or anything else, uh, we've had like 48 previous episodes. You can go to WTVM.com slash podcast. And uh, they're all on there. And uh, you can go to the bottom of the Apple podcast app and write a review. We'd love to keep this going. We're going to have a special 50th uh, episode coming up uh, as we kick off 2021. So Looking forward to that. And uh, we have a special treat for you. Um, you've gotten to know me over the last year on this podcast and um, you know on TV for the last 10, 20 years at WTVM and, and all over the place. But uh, I want to get uh, let you get to know some of my family as well. And uh, so unfortunately, you know, with the holidays, Thanksgiving and now Christmas, we are having to spend time apart because of uh, this COVID-19 pandemic, which will hopefully be over sometime next year. And so we've had to have like a Zoom Thanksgiving and maybe it looks like a Zoom Christmas as well. So a lot of you guys can relate to that. So uh, our special guest for this 49th episode of Run the Race is my mom, Susan Dennis, and my sister, Sherry Dennis. So welcome to the show, guys. Hey, glad, We're glad to be here. Glad to be here. <laughs> and you guys are up in um, where I grew up in the mountains of North Carolina in Hendersonville, right next to uh, Asheville. And this is going to be kind of a uh, fireside chat kind of thing, or maybe a, a counseling session. Who knows, right? We'll, we'll just we'll, we'll just, <laughs> oh, we'll, just yeah. we'll just have a good time with it. So, are you guys getting uh, snow up there yet? Or I guess it's getting pretty cold. Uh, probably colder than it is here in Georgia. Colder than Columbus, for sure. We're, we're, <laughs> they're hinting at snow flurries for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Nice. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about some memories from Christmas and uh, um, a lot of different things and traditions and, and how, you know, uh, faith in the face of, uh, you know, health issues. And and uh, you guys love to travel. So we're going to talk about that. And um, you guys, obviously, just like me, are big-time sports fans, especially the North Carolina Tar Heels. So uh, I'm glad uh, we're glad to finally have like real football and basketball, right, guys? Yeah, I, mean, I know Sherry, you're an alum, so you know it's good to see yeah. you know some some normality there, right? Yes, it's taken a while to get there, but yes, it is because that's been kind of a thing I've been waiting for during COVID nineteen since. We can't go somewhere, but at least I can see sports on television. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So, uh, but well, I wanted to kind of break the ice a little bit. I know that um, you know. Uh, um, I know we talked about snow a little bit. We're going to talk about some uh, kind of what we've had in the past for Christmas because I know, unfortunately, we can't be together, the three of us, and playing games like we normally do. But hopefully we'll do some Zoom stuff, maybe share some meals together that way. But um, one thing, you know, that the, I know the three of us love is movies. 
And so uh, for you guys, what is your, you know, I think I have some of my top ones. What is your your favorite uh, Christmas movie? Uh, or I don't know if it's something from Hallmark or maybe a, one that a lot of people know. or Something besides um, Hallmark, maybe I would say Elf or Miracle on 34th Street. Okay. It's probably my classic um, favorite Christmas movie. And I, I love the Dickens uh, Christmas Carol. And my favorite version, I think, had to be has to be the George C. Scott uh, version that he was in. And that's for and, uh, uh, Christmas Carol, right? Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah I, I like. Carol. I actually like. Uh, I think the Mickey the the Mickey's Christmas Carol version. I think that's oh, kind of yeah. That's yeah. That, that's a pretty good one as well. I, I think Elf is definitely in my top five. It might be my my favorite favorite one because uh, it's a little more recent. I guess they made it about ten fifteen years ago uh, with Will Ferrell. Yeah. So it's a yeah. hilarious movie. So yes, I it is. <laughs> I love it. You need a good laugh. That's the one to go toward. And uh, you guys may not know this, um, and, and this is for our audience as well. Netflix which a lot of people are on nowadays, they have a, a thing called Movies That We Love, and they, they go behind the scenes and show you about how they made the movie and kind oh, of really? some of the things you don't really know about. They did that with about four 80s movies, but they did that with two holiday movies that just came out, holiday movies that you love. It's like a little 45-minute documentary, and one of them is on Elf and talked about how it almost didn't oh. get made and how they hired Will Ferrell. And so, yeah, so uh, you can check that out. Um, and then uh, we all love music as well, so uh, y'all have a favorite uh, Christmas song? Or I, I know, I mean, some people are bah humbug about Christmas music, but uh, you guys are not. No, I'm the kind of person that immediately after Halloween is over, <laughs> that I want the Christmas music on, so I listen to a lot of Christmas music. Um, my favorite, like, classic um, song is Oh Holy Night for me, and it's not really Christmas, for me, because of memories of listening to the record when I was younger, is it's not Christmas yet until I hear the Carpenters' Christmas record. Yes. And we actually have we actually have a turntable and the record, which makes it just so much more genuine. My gosh. Yeah. It's good. Well, the Carpenters, yeah, that that's uh, some classic uh, Christmas music and. And uh, hopefully, you know, there may be a lot of people that are listening, younger people that don't even know who the Carpenters are. And, and uh, their songs are kind of very, it's kind of mellowish, but it has some, some upbeat to it as well. And so, and she's got a beautiful voice. So uh, I definitely yeah. recommend that to anyone. So, and you guys, how early do y'all usually listen to Christmas music? I mean, is, it, is, there, a, is there a time that's too early or <laughs> October, no, November? No, no, no. Year, year round, no. right? Yeah, year round, but mainly as soon as Halloween's over. November Christmas. one. November yeah. one. November <laughs> one. And that's—is that and when y'all put, put up your Christmas tree as well? Um, well, you know, that's going to become a new tradition. I think um, we're going to try putting it up on on Halloween Eve. <laughs> Halloween Eve, October. Okay. Yeah. And mom, you were going to say, was, your, what's your favorite Christmas song? Yeah, I was actually listening to it this morning. I was taking care of a an elderly person and her favorite singer is Elvis. So I put on um, Elvis. I I asked Alexa for the Elvis um, favorites Christmas music and it, and it brought up silent night, which is one of my favorites. And it was the most beautiful rendition. (laughs) 
people forget about Elvis. He had the most, he had a gorgeous voice. Well, you know, I, I, I sometimes I think one of the classics, probably one of the top 30 in terms of classics is, I'll be a blue Christmas. Yes, yeah. yes. That's, very that's a, good. That's probably, that's that. probably the, uh, the, the Elvis song for Christmas that people know for sure. So uh, what has it been for like for you guys? I know you've gotten to see maybe a neighbor here and there or a friend here and there and dropping stuff mm-hmm. off in the driveway or picking up takeout and going to the store maybe yeah. a couple of times. But what's it been that's like it. Uh, social distancing from like family and friends? Because I know you guys are very, you know, relationships and, and being around people and fellowship is very important to everyone. But I know you guys, that's, that's a big deal. So what's it been like these last uh, seven to nine months having to kind of separate? Horrible, horrible, horrible. <laughs> there's no, really, there's no words, real words for 2020. no. no. Um, I think everybody is feeling it. There's just a lot of depression and um, and just loneliness and longing for normal. And um, we've had uh, we we started out trying to run around to people's porches and put little presents on their porches, ring the doorbell and run to the car. Yes. And um, and people have reciprocated. They they come and just with their mask and. And wave at us and that sort of thing. It's just not the same. Yeah. You know, as you know, in our family, we like to play games. And it's fine to play with mom, but it's hard with two people. So I miss playing games with friends, family, and just being around or, you know, listen to music together or worship together at church. Because we're watching our church service online and not, you know, in person um, because of the COVID-19. And I miss all that, too. So at times, it's been really hard, um, especially not seeing family and friends on a daily, you know, or weekly basis or whatever. But we just have to muddle through um, and and wear our mask when we do go out and social distance. But it's been I'll be glad for 2021 when when people are able to get the vaccination and get back to some kind of normalcy. Yeah, Next yeah. Year. It's it brings a whole new meaning to the uh, "I'll be home for Christmas" song. Oh yeah, uh, because yeah, yeah. all I think all of us are going to probably be home for Christmas uh, this year, yes, but exactly. not not in the way that the song maybe thinks. Right. So exactly. yeah, yeah, I definitely miss seeing you guys in person and kind of having you know that you know sharing laughs and watching a, a movie and and having you know share breaking bread essentially together because uh, you know I know uh, mom, you're a great cook, and so uh, we you know that those home cooked meals well, you. you could you could send those in the mail <laughs> something like that uh, i know i miss cooking for a lot of people and and we always had parties christmas parties for church people and um it's just uh it's just real lonely i guess yeah. and then as you know jason thanksgiving christmas is always a big deal in our family because like i told mom all our family is all over the united states nobody lives that close together so a lot of times when we did get together it was either thanksgiving or christmas no matter which side of the family you were on whether it was my mom's side or my dad so it's just weird this year that it's not that because we are so we're already distant apart as in traveling to see people so yeah and i know that uh you know christmas traditions are uh, important for a lot of families i'm trying to remember for us, um, as the Dennis family, you know, growing up, uh, I remember 
for us, uh, Christmas Eve, we would uh, usually open up one gift. I think I remember right. And then Santa came um, yeah. on Christmas morning and, uh, and, and had yeah. the stocking and everything else going on. I'm trying, any other traditions you guys can think of for our family that I know sometimes we would travel to Florida or, or just kind of spend yeah. time with folks. And maybe if there was snow, we would go you know, outside and enjoy that. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Do you remember building the uh, Mickey Mouse snowmen? Yes, I do. Yes, uh, with the spray paint of the for the nose <laughs> yeah, and the ears. Yeah. Yes, and I also yeah. remember um, we had a, a state trooper that lived about three doors down from us, uh, and yeah. uh, uh, we were living Five. about thirty minutes from Asheville. And um, I think me and an, an older neighbor, I was probably about eight years old, got on one of these. They call it a toboggan, I guess technically, an old wooden sled, yeah. and went down. Yeah. And I think you know he had his radar gun out, and I don't know if you guys remember. I think it was about yeah, four, yeah, four, yeah. forty or fifty miles an hour. I think we were going yeah. on, on the sled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was great. <laughs> we had lots of hills in our Clyde house. Yes. Uh, yeah. It snowed, it snowed quite a bit back then. It doesn't snow as much now no. um, compared to when we were younger. But, um, yeah, it's both sides of the family had different traditions mm-hmm. in the sense that um, one that my grandma, your grandma also, and our dad had birthdays right near Christmas. Yes. So there was always a lot of celebrations because grandma's was the 23rd and our dad's was the 24th. Mm-hmm. And then there was Christmas. So that was also another reason we celebrated birthdays around that time too so yeah and you remember singing um the 12 days of christmas in the car over and over and over again i don't but uh <laughs> but that was the only i probably, I probably, blo- I probably blocked sing. that out <laughs> that was blocked it out but yeah. you did because that was the only song that dad would sing oh um, okay with it and it was kind of off key yeah, and very loud. And very loud. I do remember. Um, I do remember as 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 a young boy the uh, the Muppets uh, version of the Twelve yes, Days. Oh, I think yes. was that with John Denver. I think uh, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. So. We still have that album, and I have the movie. I think somewhere because, as you know, our families were also big Disney Muppet fans, and um, we probably don't remember a lot, but um, our families used to go to Disney World. Um, you were really young back then when you were born, so you probably don't remember that. But that's why I said it's interesting you said the Mickey Mouse Christmas because I, I'm a big Disney fan. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I, I think we took my our, my kids who are now 16 yeah. and 17, your your grandkids' yeah. mom and your um well, you know and, and yeah. you're an aunt Sherry. So to them, yeah. and and I remember their very first time to Disney World was yeah. in December. I think it was uh, maybe a, a few weeks before Christmas. They didn't have okay. school, so uh, we you know didn't have to worry about that. But uh, we went with you guys and Dad and mm-hmm. and um, Shanna, and uh, we had a great time. And I remember it was all decorated up for Christmas, and they had I think one night where they had snow, fake snow yeah. coming down, yeah. and hot chocolate and. So uh, right. it's it's a great place to go. And right now it's open, but unfortunately you have to wear a mask everywhere you go for the and still like have a even longer social distance lines to get on mm-hmm. the rides. But I'm sure it's still just as fun. I I, I would imagine. Do you remember always going to a movie? Yes. Yes. Thanksgiving. Uh, uh, yeah. Either on Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yes, absolutely. Even go, if go the whole the... family, you know, the dinner side or whatever, after dinner or whatever, our tradition was to go to the movies. Yes. Um, because there was always a movie that came out 
at Thanksgiving or Christmas. And that's been really weird because, as you know, our whole family loves movies and we haven't been able to be at the theater. Yeah. Um, which is really strange this year. But that was kind of one of our, our traditions was to go to the movies. Yes, mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, going to the movies is great. Now you can, I guess everything is kind of streamed and you can even get a movie that's from the theater like at your home now. And you were talking earlier, Sherry, about um, church and I was just going to want to talk to both you guys about, because I remember, you know, growing up, um, you know, I, we, I always grew up in church and we were always going to church. We, you know, I, mm-hmm. I tell people I grew up in you know, a Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, non-denominational, <laughs> exactly. you know, different, different, different denominations, but it was all, you know, always Christian going to church yeah. and, and growing up. And that was always a part of our family family and, uh, you know, on a regular basis and making that a habit. Um, mm-hmm. And so for you guys, what, why is that important, you know, to to have that, um, you know, ingrained and, and as a part of your everyday or every week life, you know, being involved in church somehow? If nothing else, what we need most of right now in this world is hope. And um, if you're a Christian or if, if you know the Lord, you know that uh that our savior is our only hope. And, um, we just have to put our, we put our faith in, in that, um, everything can be going crazy around us, the chaos and, and the crazy times, but, um, you don't even have to have a faith that's strong. You have to have just a faith as small as a mustard seed, but if it's there, it will guide you through some of the times that are just, absolutely horrible yeah so it's just so important to be reminded of that um every week or every day really yeah that's well said i know sherry you guys have been involved in church and kind of you know kind of small groups has been something that is very important because i mean you you go to a church whether it be you know a hundred people at church or a thousand people at your church or whatever um having that kind of community Mm -hmm. inside that church is so important to get to know folks and and to to kind of um have uh not just fellowship but uh, like devotional kind kind of stuff right um yeah um i'm involved with the singles group that is at our church and it's where most of my friends are and they're always there to help if we need anything. And we're always there to help them when they have difficult times. And we all go through, you know, difficult times and you need those friendships and that belief and people that will pray for you when things are difficult or you're having a bad day or just knowing that other people are praying for you is a, um, is a very important thing um, that, you know, and that we look out for one another. And even during the pandemic, I know we're trying to still stay together and we've done some Zoom meetings, but I can call people individually. And we always send out prayer requests um, to others just so that we know what's going on Um, because we all go through difficult stuff and some more than others, but it's that hope because it's so chaotic and dark down here sometimes it makes it very difficult to live day to day and we have to do that but you have to point toward god and see that hope or try to do the best you can even when you're in the midst of difficulty yeah absolutely yeah and and it's it's uh he is he is strong when we are weak, right? And sometimes when exactly. we exactly <laughs> when we feel like our cup is full and things are going great, and we you know maybe 
take advantage and don't maybe rely on him as much or, or focus on him as much. And that's when, you know, kind of the trouble can come. And so uh, sometimes it's it takes, you know, these trials and tribulations we continually go through to kind of remind us that that God is, you know, is all that we need. We don't, you know, need to look elsewhere. I mean, so, yeah. it, but it is, you know, it's family is so important as well. And I know Sherry, you know, um, obviously ever since I was born, ever since you were born, you've had, mm-hmm. you know, health difficulties and uh, with cerebral palsy and, and uh, you know, other um, big health challenges. Tell me about that, about, um, you know, what uh, w- what you faced your entire life, fifty plus years now? Because I, I I won't give your t- your your exact age, but you are older than <laughs> you're older than me, my older sister. Yeah. So uh, yeah. what what's it been like for you and and trusting in God and and how difficult has that been in terms of because sometimes it's just you're just angry at the world, even angry at God. Um, yeah. So because some people say, well, how how can you keep a still be jovial and still be, have a positive attitude despite all you, all you've been through. Only by the grace of God. Cause there are days that is very difficult. Um, I was born with cerebral palsy and walked with crutches everywhere since I was young. So I don't know anything different. I mean, I had to have cast and stuff like that, but, um, when I was younger so that I would be able to walk, um, you know, as I've gotten older and, really understood about a relationship with God. It's been a little different because at times I felt like um, when I was younger that I, you know, that I had to have it all together and had to be the strong one and, you know, kind of keep a straight face on things. And I've kind of had to prove myself in the sense of, um, of what I can do um, not physically, but just educationally wise. And then, um, but I was able to do a lot on my own because um, I went to movie school where I learned how to dress myself, walk, do all kinds of things like that. Um, and I was got my master's, got my college degree at Chapel Hill, my master's at UNC Charlotte. Go Tar Heels. Go Tar Heels. And then... So I got that and I became a school counselor and the two jobs I had was middle school. And then, um, and and, and you were also driving. Yeah. You, I remember when you lived in Charlotte, you had a a, a rigged up car where you could steer with one hand and then you had the gas and the um, the brake with the other hand, which was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, it was crazy driving in Charlotte. I don't miss that at all. (laughs) Um, I don't miss that part at all, but yeah, I was pretty independent um because i was kind of raised to be that way but god has kind of told me i don't need to be as independent i need to be more dependent and relying on him um and not so much on my own strength um um and he keeps having to teach me that uh all the time so um but in 1998 i got a rare um autoimmune kind of Syndrome called Guillain-Barre syndrome. Um, it's GBS, GBS for short. GBS for short, um, and it takes the myelin off your entire body and kind of starts to paralyze you, and you can't walk or do anything. And then I had to get a treatment called umaglobulin. I think I'm saying that IVIG. IVIG is the shorter term um, to stop the progression for five days. And literally had to leave my job. Um, so I no longer had a job and had to 
me back home with the parents because I couldn't move and I was in a lot of pain. And it took them a while to figure out what it was. Um, so because it came on slowly because of my CP. Um, so I have a lot of leftover um, pain and nerve damage and stuff that I didn't have with CP um, because I didn't have pain with CP. And I do now. And this is actually worse than having CP because um, I'm not able to do the things I used to do yeah. or have a job. So that it's probably been the most difficult because I've done, I've had a disability all my life, but this was totally different. And so it was extremely difficult to switch gears and realize what I thought was my plan was God to keep doing the job that I had turned upside down. Um, but thankfully God has been there through it all. And I've learned that he can take, our anger or our lament or our questions because I'm not going to say I haven't questioned things because of course when you have any health issue you question God every once in a while like what are you doing I don't understand but um, his ways he knows better than we do and he always brings him glimmers of hope yeah. in there somewhere right. either through somebody else or just a song or just somebody praying for you or saying, I thought of you last night and came to mind. God just reminds me that um, that he's there, even though it might not seem that way sometimes, that he's always there. Yeah, absolutely. That's well well said by both of you guys about uh, trusting in God. And I, I know that, and Sherry, you and I didn't always get along, brother and sister, when we were teenagers, or you know, I was uh, the mean younger brother. But uh, I think we've uh, uh, things have gotten a lot better over the last uh, twenty years. And I, I've told you this over and over again, hopefully, but that that you've you know you're an inspiration to us as a family. And and uh, you know, I tell people all the time that that my life is put into perspective. You know, I, I go on mission trips and I get some perspective from that and different things that you go through. But you know, for, for what you've gone through and and you've kind of sold and you definitely soldiered on. It's like, you know, what if I'm have this or that, you know, or, or I'm down about something, you know, it, it doesn't, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not as bad. So I, it puts things in perspective for me. So, uh, so I think that's very important. And, and mom, I know you have cared for, you know, for her. And, and so for you, uh, as a, as a caregiver and, and, uh, do you, I assume you, you know, that part of that is leaning on God as well, because, and you're kind of uh, the maybe the opposite of Sherry is that you don't like to ask for help, perhaps, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's I, kind of. I yeah. do have I do have a struggle with that, and God has been working on me, um, <laughs> but He's going to have to continue because He, and I know He won't give up until <laughs> I'm till I'm in the grave. But yeah, it's it's hard to ask for help when you're when you when you know how to do things. It might. You know, even though you know what you're doing, it, if somebody offers help, it's sometimes just better to get the help because it might be helping them. And um, it's a, there's a bigger picture, mm -hmm. you know, there's a bigger moment to be had when someone. And um, so I've had to step back and just say, that'd be wonderful. You just, just yeah, please help. <laughs> and so I'm practicing. I practice all the time. And um 
or a, or a reminder. Yeah. Carrie reminds me. Well, and it's a, a lot of it's a, a pride issue. That's that's an issue a lot of times oh, sure. with, with men, but it's it can be with anybody, women as well. It's because you feel like that you know if you're asking for help, that's a sign of weakness. And, yeah, um, exactly. and, and, and it really is not, it's a really a sign of strength that you, you know, and, and like you said, other people, when you're, when you're kind and helping other people, that helps you probably more so than, than, than that person. So, and I know, yeah, and I know mom, you've had your share of health issues as well, but like, um, I remember, I think it was a few years ago, you had both your knees replaced at the same time, which is a, a pretty crazy thing to to do, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but it's, it's, it's kind of get it all done at once. And, uh, so, uh, what was, do, if you remember back, cause I, I know that, um, you guys know that I run a lot now and, and, and very involved in that. Um, and you're not maybe able to run now, but you're able to walk well now after oh, that yeah. procedure. So what, what was that like the rehab? And it was, I mean, for those maybe who are dealing with knee issues, is that well worth it to, to get that done or? Oh, it's absolutely phenomenal what they can do for you. Um, and even, yeah, even thinking about it was a little bit um, awesome. I, I, the reason I had yeah. them both done was because of Sherry, actually, because I knew I would it would take a whole year to do them both separately because you have to rehab before you get the second knee done. And just um, having six months to rehab versus a whole year um, which is practical for me. It really was. So um, the surgery itself is explained very well, and it's um, you know it's done in a sterile operating room uh, with your if you're confident with your doctor, which I was. Um, he said he would only do it for me because he knew I would work hard at the rehab, and I actually almost worked too hard. It was almost like a challenge <laughs> <laughs> because. I wanted to do so well for him. I wanted to show him that I, that it was the right thing to do. And so I just actually went, went, uh, kind of overdid it. I overdid the rehab. Let's put it that way. That, that's a, um, that, 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 uh, you know, I'm that's so shocked. I'm so shocked by that. That you, that you would overdo stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, know. Jason, I, was say, you I, know mean, that. I walked into the appointment, first appointment without a walker or a thing after, surgery. after my surgery. And he just couldn't believe it. He just bragged and bragged on me, which I just ate up and loved and loved. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I, I do love a challenge. I really do. I think maybe you get some of that from me. Yeah. So, so, and, so uh, you're not, but you're not going to be running a marathon with me anytime in the near future. Maybe. No, but I really wish I could. I actually, <laughs> just, I wish I could. I, you know, when you get older, it's, this is perspective. I'm 72. Your, your mind is still back at least 20 or 30 years younger. Yeah. And like, like I, I feel like I could go snow skiing today. Oh, I feel like I could water ski. I feel like I could. I mean, it's crazy what your mind does for you. Yeah. Well, I, I, I remember, you know, Dad who who passed away. Uh, is it? I think it's been five, six years ago now. I think or it was maybe. the same year that Mom got her knee surgery. Yeah, knee surgery. Yeah. 2015. 15. Yeah. 15. So, so uh, but been... but I remember back memories of him. You know, speaking of kind of exercise and that kind of thing. I think it was around 40 years old, and I'm 44 now. That he was kind of getting into running a little bit and kind of running the hills near our neighborhood and yeah. kind of quote midlife crisis mm-hmm. kind of thing and trying yeah. to get let yeah. off some steam and stress from being a pediatrician. And so for me, I started at age 37. Mine was, 
not necessarily stress or, or, or midlife related. It was trying to lose weight. And now it's just kind of become part of my life and, and, uh, and just kind of, I enjoy it. I could give it up if I had to, but I, you know, I feel like it's just kind of, it's only helped me in, in, in my life. And it's just something I enjoy, you know, kind of getting those, meeting those challenges. I know last year when the races were actually open, most of them, I ran the Asheville marathon at the Biltmore estate, uh, with you guys there. Uh, Cause that was right next yeah, to that. Was fun. Yeah. That was fun to see you come in. Plus you have your own community with running as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It's, and it's, it's yeah. a great fellowship. You, that- you get to know people because if you're running with somebody for 30 minutes or even two hours, I mean, you're having conversation with them and you really mm-hmm. get to know someone. It's like people go out and go golfing for, for, you know, three or four four hours and you get to, you get to know somebody different than you would like say at work or even at church, because, you know, you guys know that when you go to church, you're there for an hour, two hours, but you don't really can't have a, like a a conversation with someone, you know? Right. And that's been the hard part with COVID and, you know, our family's competitive. Um, just like mom said, she wanted to show the doctor that she was good because we always play games and both sides of the family are always competitive. So it's not a surprise that you're a runner and, and all that kind of thing. And dad was either. I think some of that is in there too. So. Yeah. We're competitive. No, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, they I, haven't seen us play games. I think I they did. don't, they, the audience might not know that I have a brother. I have three brothers. One passed away um, this past Easter and I miss him terribly this Christmas. Yeah. But the the, the second oldest, Jim, who's eighty, just turned eighty five, is a world triathlete. Yes, um, very very impressive, uh, Jim Rossboro, and he's going to be uh, a guest in twenty twenty one on the podcast. He he uh, definitely uh, is inspiring because at eighty five years old, still to be able to do what he does is is pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. If you've got, he said he's got this one Russian guy that. Always that uh, he competes against. He <laughs> so it's it's kind of funny that um, that no matter how old you are, you um, you still find ways to motivate yourself. Yeah, absolutely. To to still get out there because if you don't maybe have a carrot or something going out there like me trying to do these marathons in all fifty states, and part of it is because I enjoy traveling. I know as our family mm-hmm. we had family vacations, and I know you guys both love to travel as well. And sometimes yeah. just kind of you know somewhere a couple states away, sometimes in a more exotic location for you. So I know that we haven't been able to do as much of that or, or zero of that during this pandemic. But before <laughs> before that, and maybe starting next year the year after that what what are some of y'all's favorite uh, travel destinations i know you've been to new york city and been out of the country some so anything like top your list on like for folks who who make want to make travel plans for 2021 where, where should they go well um two years ago i was able to make my first actually this week in 2018 to go to aruba um where my mom was born um, and we've heard about all our lives and yeah. I've never been to Aruba before. And so that was a big highlight for me to see what all her family has been talking about all my life and where they were raised um, that I actually saw the place, you know, it doesn't look the same, but at least I got to see where she was born. Um, that's one of mine. Um, Probably going on the Mediterranean cruise. 
I forgot what year now, but it's been nine, 10, 11 years, maybe, Mm -hmm. um, to see parts of, especially Italy. I thought Italy was beautiful. So, um, and then another special treat I had, and maybe it was because I was with my grandma and my mom, was after high school graduation, I was able to go on a a school trip um, with other students to Europe. Norway, Sweden, 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 Austria, London. So I have memories from there that I will never forget. And mom, I know you, like Sherry was saying, you lived your first, I think, 15 years in Uh Aruba on the island there and um, enjoying some nice sun and waves. So uh, what about for you travel-wise? I know that's something that you enjoy doing. I love to travel. My dream is to travel. Someday it'll happen. It's to show up at the airport without a ticket and a small duffel bag <laughs> and just and just decide right then where to go. Um, I know they probably would put me in jail because I didn't have a <laughs> ticket, but I don't know. Um, and I just love traveling. Um, we have loved our trips to New York City and and Broadway and uh, the whole nine yards and of course, Italy is is got to be my favorite country. Um, I have not been to Ireland. Hmm. Yeah, our family originated um, Ireland is- in Northern Ireland, and so I've and not been to, in Scotland. I've been to yeah. Scotland. So our original name was uh, McDennis, maybe, or something like that. Yeah, McDennis. So yeah, for for everybody, I mean, getting on a plane is just plain risky right now. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it is. Yeah, in order to go travel where I want to go, somebody's going to have to win the lottery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember because I, I, uh, my senior year in college, got to study in Europe uh, there for three months and, and well, study in London. We lived in England and London, and we would travel, take weekends to Barcelona and Scotland and Ireland and uh, yeah. took a, a, a fall break trip, I think that, I think, maybe a fall break, so it was like a whole week and a half we'd uh, went, uh, took a train uh, to um, mm-hmm. um, all through that area and Italy and Germany and Paris mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and and Switzerland and, and all those places. And it was really a uh, beautiful area. So I recommend it to anyone. And, and like you guys said, yes. New, New York City for me is took the family there um, for spring break yeah. uh, four or five years ago and got to spend a whole week there and see everything and see some Broadway shows. And so it's, and it's, and yeah. it's beautiful this time of year. It's, it's uh, I hate it that folks really can't enjoy places like that for, uh, Christmas time and and I, I, know, can, like, I love it at Christmas time. That's yeah. my favorite. And that's the that's the miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, and that doesn't that take place there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. New York, Macy's. So, Macy's. Yeah. So I like anywhere where there's Christmas, but New York is just special. And um, I think we got our travel bug, Jason, from Mom. Yes, <laughs> I think we did. I'm, I'm just looking forward to coming to like North Carolina again. Yes, well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, one, one, Being able to see people face to face. One, uh, one step at a time. So yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen to that. Well, thank you guys for uh, for coming on for our little fireside chat, and uh, I appreciate it. And looking yeah. forward to our Zoom. Uh, Christmas together. Maybe we can uh, figure out a way to play a card game or something uh, on there and with different decks of cards or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I I do miss playing with the family. I told mom, I said, 
I love you, but I'm ready to see other faces and play with other people. Yeah, I, th- I think <laughs> we. we I, I think. Oh, <laughs> I think we're all. I think we all just get sometimes tired of the people that we see all the time, whether it be yeah. coworkers or our yeah. immediate family. So uh, I think hopefully I, we we pray that everybody just uh, stays sane and happy and uh, yeah. and friendly and kind to each other during the holidays, especially your own yeah. your own family. Number Amen. one. So yeah, well, thanks guys I'm very much. Forward to the vaccination. Yes, <laughs> yes, that'll be the the best gift of 2021 for sure. So yes, yes. Well, exactly. I, I love you guys, and I uh, hope you love have you a too. merry Christmas. Miss merry you Christmas, and love you too. All and right. love to the fam. We'll talk to you soon. Love y'all. All right. Bye. Bye. I appreciate having uh, my mom, Susan Dennis, and sister, Sherry Dennis, join me on this podcast, a unique kind of uh, family fireside chat, but uh, definitely good for uh, Christmas, especially in this uh, COVID time when we uh, kind of are separated, not being together uh, in the same room, in the same house. And uh, they were talking uh, off mic afterwards about other family traditions that we have and reminding me about uh, the uh, homemade classic ornaments we have from as kids or whatever else that we had put those on the on the tree for many decades, the Christmas tree. And they love to decorate their house. And, and we've continued that tradition with us as well. And my mom, you know, uh, you know, in terms of you know, when you go through things in life, uh, she calls them L.E.'s. Uh, so, uh, that's life experiences, LEs. And she says, you know, you kind of build those up over time. Uh, and, uh, you know, for me, you know, lots of things related to fitness and faith when it comes to life experiences. Turning now to our final segments of this uh, podcast episode number 49 for Run the Race. Uh, We have uh, some uh, inspiration from the Bible, a Christmas story, a version uh, you may or may not have heard uh, in your life, and also uh, food for thought, uh, a news tidbit related to uh, family and fitness. I found this article in uh, from People Magazine online about uh, how uh, Judy Shepard Missit and her family revolutionized fitness with Jazzercise, so kind of a family affair for them. She launched Jazzercise back in 1969, and around that time, she had just had her daughter, uh, Shanna, same name as my wife, and uh, so the pair, you know, they were a team, and uh, Judy taught about, about 35 classes a week back then in the 70s. And, uh, you know, they had memories of, uh, you know, her bringing her mom and putting on the leotards and tights and uh, have all the sound equipment. And so Shanna, uh, her daughter, is now the president of Jazzercise and a mom herself to two daughters who are ages 18 and 15. So Jazzercise obviously has grown and and stayed popular. It's a $95 million business with 8,500 franchises around the world, paved the way for a lot of other things we have now, like Zumba. And in 2019, the company launched its first streaming service, a good coincidental time with the pandemic going on this year, called Jazzercise On Demand. It has 27,000 subscribers and growing. So uh, Judy, who we just talked about earlier, 76, and her daughter, Shanna, who's 51, both still teach classes every week near their homes in Carlsbad, California. And they now have third generation, Skyla. Uh, she turned 18 back in August. She is now an instructor herself for Jazzercise. So definitely uh, in the family getting involved with uh, fitness uh, there. 
our parting gift, which is usually an inspirational quote. This is a little bit of a longer one. So uh, so buckle in, sit down by the fire uh, with your family, and maybe uh, listen to this part of the podcast, which is about uh, 45 minutes in uh, to uh, this episode. Uh, this is the Christmas story, and it's kind of a tradition for us sometimes to read it. I know my son, uh, uh, Zachary, read it uh, several years ago when he was about maybe eight or nine years old for our whole family. Uh, this is the message version. I know there's different versions of the Bible like NIV or ESV. This is the message version, and I'm just picking part of uh, the beginning of the Gospels. This is Matthew 1, 18 through 23, 2, 1 through 2, and 7 through 11. The Bible says the birth of Jesus took place like this. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. Before they came to the marriage bed, Joseph discovered she was pregnant. It was by the Holy Spirit, but he didn't know that. Joseph, chagrined but noble, determined to take care of things quietly so Mary would not be disgraced. While he was trying to figure a way out, he had a dream. God's angel spoke in the dream, Joseph, son of David, don't hesitate to get married. Mary's pregnancy is spirit-conceived. God's Holy Spirit has made her pregnant. She will bring a son to birth, and when she does, you, Joseph, will name him Jesus. God saves because he will save his people from their sins. This would bring the prophet's embryonic sermon to full term. Watch for this. A virgin will get pregnant and bear a son. They will name him Emmanuel, Hebrew for God is with us. And turning now to Matthew 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem village, Judah territory, this was during Herod's kingship, a band of scholars arrived in Jerusalem from the east. They asked around, where can we find and pay homage to the newborn king of the Jews? We observed a star in the eastern sky that signaled his birth. We're on pilgrimage to worship him. And moving on down after uh, Herod the king kind of deceives these uh, three wise men as they go on their trip and and uh, tells them that uh, to go find out where Jesus was born, where the, the baby was born, and he's going to join them to, quote, worship when he really wants to kill this baby. Uh, this is how it goes in Matthew 7. Instructed by the king, they set off. Then the star appeared again, the same star they had seen in the eastern skies. It led them on until it hovered over the place of the child. They could hardly contain themselves. They were in the right place. They had arrived at the right time. They entered the house and saw the child in the arms of Mary, his mother, overcame. They kneeled and worshipped him. Then they opened their luggage and presented gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And that is the Christmas story. These uh, three wise men uh, went out and didn't report back to Herod after all, returned to their country uh, because they wanted uh, this baby, this baby Jesus, to be protected. Uh, Just like he really protects us uh, and and has for uh, thousands of years. Of years, and uh, this is really a time, uh, you know, Christmas. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, keeping Christ in Christmas, and hope you and your family have a, a wonderful holiday uh, apart together. However, you plan to do it, and uh, just make sure you're safe uh, for the holidays and during this pandemic and everything else. And let me pray now, uh, dear God. I uh, just thank you for um, you know being born and uh, dying on the cross for us, and uh, we celebrate um, all that you are. And uh, thank you for the reading of the word and what it says and, and uh, that we can just focus on you in this time when there, it seems like there's so much darkness. And uh, Lord God, that you are the light and uh, that we will follow you like that star the wise men followed. And uh, Lord Jesus, we just as we open the gifts, we know that you are the ultimate gift. And let us focus on that and, uh, and show kindness to everyone around us. 
um, especially we need it now as we enter 2021. In your name we pray, amen. Uh, thank you again for joining us for the Run the Race podcast. We are running the race together, talking about uh, fitness and faith, just being better people overall, physically, spiritually, mentally, everything else. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, my conversations uh, through this year have inspired you, motivated you to, to you know, kind of go running or working out or start a, you know, join a new sport or hobby or to, to get into the word more and prayer and, and just to kind of uh, uh, really kind of grow stronger in your faith or your fitness. And so uh, we will hopefully continue to do that in uh, 2021 as uh, we move on to our 50th episode very soon. So again, hope you and your family and friends have a very Merry Christmas and uh, we'll see you soon. God bless.